minimalism, like every other form of photography, has an awful lot to say. It's so easy to get started and so difficult to find that last little line between the very good and the excellent. Hello, fellow photographers. In this episode, I'm talking with W. Scott Olson and we are discussing minimalist photography, specifically the article I read in the Digital Companion of the Frames magazine. My name is Martin and this is podcast about photography. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode. Make sure you're subscribed if you want to be notified when I post a new episode. And also there is one thing I would love you to do. I would be very thankful if you could go and give this podcast 5 star rating and a review. If you like this content and you think other people might like it as well, feel free to take a screenshot and throw it out on your Instagram story or share it with your friends. All the information can also be found in the description. Now, without any further ado, let's talk about photography. My guest today is university professor, writer, photographer and interviewer himself, W. Scott Olson. Thank you for joining me, Scott. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Martin. It's a lovely day out here on the prairie. How are you doing? Yeah, perfect. Today's topic uh, I would like to talk about with you is minimalism in photography. And I got this idea when I was reading uh, one of your articles for Frames Magazine. For those of you who don't know, the Frames Magazine uh, publishes a digital companion every month where you can find similar articles like the one we are going to talk about today. So with your permission, I will just read a part of the article and then we can discuss it. Go for it. The article we are going to talk about is called Winter Solitude by Steve Silverman. Steve Silverman is a Canadian award-winning fine art photographer and you can find out more about him in the description. So let's check out the article. Let's begin with and stay with the image. Here we have a tree. Nothing more it seems. We are told it's winter so there aren't any leaves. The image is black and white, so there is no color. There is no ground and no sky, just a bare tree, centered in the frame. Pretty simple, right? So why is this picture so alluring? Minimalism, of course, is a powerful and popular type of photography. It's also easy to do badly or not get past the cliché. Do we really need to see yet another pier extending into glassed-out water? But When it's done well, it opens something both evocative and deep. My first question would probably be, how do we get past the cliché? You know, that that's a really good question, because, and especially in minimalism, um, where everything matters, um, it, it's, you have to, You have to do the cliche. I mean, you have to practice. You have to take, you know, a hundred or a hundred thousand images um, to try and figure out where those nuances are. Um, minimalism is, to my way of thinking, you know, an awful lot like like a Japanese form of poetry called haiku, um, which is just three lines. It's only got a certain number of syllables, and you think how simple, and yet that simplicity becomes a tremendously challenging form. You know, what can you get into those syllables? Um, that's going to be more than a cliche, more than a kind of trite generality. The, like so many things, minimalism 
requires practice. It requires uh, either accident and you just say thank you, God, and move on, uh, or it, it requires a real dedication to the form. The difference between cliche and insight in minimalism or anything else is a really, really difficult border to cross. You know, we all know people who are very good piano players, but they're not great. Okay. Uh, you, know, you know, we know people who are really good at cooking and would never hold a job as a chef. Um, you know, so where is that line? Well, it's not permanent. It fluctuates, you know, with every image. Um, but how do you get past the cliche? Um, basically by driving at it full speed over and over and over um, until you figure out, well, okay, you know, here's something new. And do you think the cliche is the biggest enemy of minimized photography? It, it's biggest enemy? Um, not, I'm, I'm not so sure about that word. It's the biggest challenge because what we're going to do is we're going to come up with an image that's pretty good. Okay. And we're hey, we're gonna say that's pretty good. The problem is it's not excellent. And so, you know, is is the pretty goodness enough for us to stop? You know, it's kind of a motivation challenge than an image challenge. Um and, and, and keep in mind, I am a great fan of what we're gonna call the cliche for right now as an etude, as a practice, as 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 something to learn a technique. Um, you know, I make fun of an image in that introduction you read um, about a lake or a river or whatever. And, you know, and, and there's some pier, some dock that, that's sitting right in the middle of the frame going out into the water. And the water's all smooth and the sky is moody. It's a great picture. And everybody's taken it. Uh, you know, it, it, it is it has become sort of the standard emblem of uh, a lot of minimalism. You need to learn how to take that one. I mean, you, you, you've got to do the, the rudiments, but you can't stop there. Do you think the problem is with those types of shot is at the core of that particular photograph itself? Or is it perhaps because it has been done so many times before that it becomes the, the cliche that, you know, everyone takes the same picture again and yeah. again? Because when it, I look at, let's say, famous photographers like, uh, let's say, Michael Kenna, We can also see him taking pictures of Pier disappearing in the last outwater, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, the, and the answer to your question is is both. Um, the I absolutely adore, and, and I wrote about this in, in frames um, in, in a different article, an image of, of a minimalist image of a pier sticking out into the lake. Um, but the water is disturbed. The water's got some rush to it. The water's, you know, it's, it's sort of like trying to pull this dock back, you know, out into the water. There's a little bit of drama. There's a little bit of, of narrative. Um, I absolutely adored that. And the difference between that and the cliche is so small, except the photographer said, wait a minute, there's a story here. There, there, there's a narrative. There, there's something going on. Other than technique. How would you define the, the minimalist photography? Do you think it's a genre of its own, like, let's say, landscape or, I don't know, street photography? Or is it more like cross the genres thing that you can do, like a minimalist photography within the genre of, let's say, landscape photography or street photography? 
or macro photography? Yeah, um, and, and again, the answer is, is both. Um, is it its own genre? Absolutely. I mean, there are people who leave the door um, and they say, you know, I'm going out and I am looking for minimalist landscapes, minimalist cityscapes, um, whatever. Their whole aesthetic um, is, you know, that's, that's what they're looking for before they ever bring the camera up to their face. And it's marvelous, you know, just like, the, you know, the haiku and poetry. Um, it is its own form. It has its own strength. Um, and when it's done well, I think it's, it's one of the premier uh, photographic forms. Is it also possible to do that within other stuff? Oh, sure. Um, you know, but you know, now we're talking about composition. You know, how do you isolate things in, in a larger uh, in a larger frame? Um, minimalism is an aesthetic. It's, it's a way of looking at the world. Sometimes it's in the front. Sometimes it's in the back. Um, but it is all about evocation. You know, you, you, you know, it's not about journalism. It's not about documentary, although those things can certainly be minimalist. Um, it, it, it's minimalist photography. It, for me, is is all about evoking an idea or a mood or, um, a feeling, um, that really causes you to sort of stop and, and, and ponder the depth of the still image. So basically capture the essence of the subject. The, the, the essence or maybe not the essence, but an essence, you know, you, you've uh. captured something um, <laughs> and, and you may not even know what that something is. OK, but you're looking at it and, and, and you're thinking this is this is good. This is something I got. I got to take. Um, and you go from there. But basically, when we talk about like the technique or the approach, you strip the subject to its essentials, right? Like you remove all the distractions and everything around the subject to make it appear, you know, in the space. And and then the negative space seems to be uh, as important as, as the positive space, right? Oh, Because... ab yeah, abso absolutely. Um, it, it's about isolation and emphasis. And do you think it's trend more across, uh, I wouldn't say humanity, but you also talk in the article about uh, Marie Kondo and... Uh, this trend of minimalism people getting rid of uh you know things in their like real life and yeah then this also transcends into photography and other art and stuff so do you think it it was the photography was influenced from 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 those or or was it just a result of people being i would say fed up with some kind of style and then try to like revolt against it yeah i i you know i i think the desire for simplicity has been with us since the beginning of time um in in the second century when monasteries were being you know built they didn't build them in the middle of cities they said we're going to go out to a mountaintop we're going to go out into the desert you know because we want to simplify we, we want to minimize the noise in our life Um, you know, Henry David Thoreau, you know, his, his biggest advice, um, in the 19th century was simplify, simplify, simply, you know, so we are, um, you know, we, we've identified hoarding as a disease, you know, the, you know, we want to have our lives to be more attentive, more in focus. And I don't mean that photographically only, you know, we want clarity. So Is it a revolt? Yes. But is it new? Not not even close. Um, you know, I think 
we fight against, you know, the noise all the time. Another thing that struck me in your uh, in your article was uh, the Plateau's cave you you wrote about, right? I'm just gonna read the part of the article, and let's not forget uh, Plateau's cave. While the allegory is not an argument for minimalism, it is nonetheless an argument that an idea, more so than an object or its shadow, is the highest form of reality. Um, can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, well, it, it, it's a peculiar reading of, of Plato's cave, but I, I still enjoy it. Uh, if you know the allegory, there are people in a cave, they're looking at a wall, and all they see are shadows, um, and they don't know any better. They, you know, that That's all... Um, they know. And then through the allegory, they learn what well, no, there's actually people. And then, you know, there's several layers of reality, uh, of perceived reality uh, that's in there. The the crossover for photography um, is that the image, not that not the tree, not the pier, not the lake. The image is its own thing. Um, and it, it is its own form of reality, not the only one, maybe not the highest, maybe not the lowest. Um, but we're no longer asking of what is this a representation? We're saying it is its own idea. And, and that reality, that idea, um, really, I think is, is, is one of the motivating or not motivating, uh, focusing elements for minimalist photographers so many photographers that i talk to you know i say you know what is it you're doing with your photography they come back with ideas they say you know i'm trying to photograph you know a kind of spirituality or i'm trying to photograph love or i'm trying to photograph they don't say i'm trying to photograph a building you know and they don't say well boy you know i'm going to get down you know my, my shooting at f 1.8 i'm going to make that really good <laughs> um you know they they come up with a heart truth, you know, something from their soul that they want to find uh, in their images. I think that's really cool. I, I mean, that, that that's, can you imagine, you know, hey, honey, I'm going to go out, you know, take some pictures. Really? What do you take pictures of? Oh, I'm going to take pictures of love. Huh? You know, you, you, okay. you know, you know it, it, but when, when you catch it, it's, it's like nothing else. Yeah, now I understand it because you wrote also, Note that Silverman calls it winter solitude, not winter tree. This is right. a picture of an idea. Yes. Yeah, the, the, the tree is there, but that's not what it's a picture of. Um, you know, minimalism is about a feeling. It's, it's about an aesthetic. It's about a way of looking at the world. Um, it, like I said, it is not only uh, documentary or um, anything else. And do you think should... Uh, every photographer uh, explore or try minimalist photography. Will it improve how you see how you see the world or how you take pictures? Um, there's two questions there. The answer is yes, and the answer is I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I, I'll give you a, a, an example though. Um, a few years ago, I don't know why, but I was looking at a. Um, picture that was levitation photography. Um, and I thought, you know, I wonder if I can do that. So I got a friend and, and you know, I made her pose, you know, sitting on a stool. Then I took another picture and you know, erased the stool and, and you know, uh, stacked the pictures and stuff. And I thought, okay, that's a really sort of 
for me, pointless technique. Uh, I, and, and I had I learned how to do it, and I had absolutely nothing to say doing it. Okay. Um, it, it was a skill, and not for me, not even a very interesting one. Although you know, other people have done it. I think every photographer should. And, you know, even if all they're doing is is learning, they don't like it. They, they they should go out and dedicate themselves to a minimalist project to see how it fits their way of shooting and their way of looking at the world. Um, I know a lot of street photographers that go out and shoot landscapes. Um, I know a lot of landscape photographers that you know get into photojournalism, not as career changes, but as practice, as depth, as skill based. And you might surprise yourself. You might be, you know, you might make your living um, photographing rock and roll concerts. So you go out and you do some minimalist work and you say, hey, you know, I didn't know about this. This is pretty cool. Um, so, yes, everybody should try it. Will it make them a better photographer? Maybe not. But will it make them a wiser photographer? Yes. I also like how you wrote that um I go back a little bit to the beginning, how it's easy to do, easy to do badly. And then you expand on that, that there is actually quite a lot going on uh, in the image. So mm -hmm. is that something that is maybe something how to get past the cliche to, to not only capture the glassed out water and, and, and the pier that capture the, is it the essence of making a good minimalist picture to have a lot of going on at one time and also, you know, being a minimalist picture, if you, if you know what I mean. Yeah. The, the a lot going on is often in the viewer more so than the photographer. And, and, you know, ju just again, you know, just like the poet, you're providing a space for that response. Um, if you go back to that image that, you know, that, that you began with, You know, the, the sky and, and the ground there are really sort of muted. They're almost disappearing, you know, and, and what that is, it's, it's space for me to sort of say, you know, as, as the viewer to say, you know, how do I feel about this? What do I think about this? You know, what, what does this isolation make me uh, think about and, and feel? So provide if you think about it, if you think about photography as, as providing space for a response, That's that's sort of getting at how you shoot minimalism. Okay, it, it, it's not so much, you know, let's you know remove all the objects. It's how much space have I given for the viewer to participate in the creation of meaning here? Yeah, now now I I finally understand it once you uh, <laughs> explain it because I was just thinking maybe for me and it might be because of my ignorance I just thought okay you you remove uh, you remove all the destruction and let the viewer focus solely on the subject and that might be a minimalist photography which uh, according to your explanation now would be the you know the, the general w without the idea behind this and when i look right. at I mean, the, the tree i see like uh i would say almost like a fine art or yeah. it is a fine art photograph and what what it you know what it evokes in you it, it doesn't just evoke you know it, you are standing in the middle of the field in the winter and taking picture of the tree mm -hmm. if you think about it a lot of photographers that are 
working for like museums and stuff. They've got a little white box or a black box, whatever. And, and they put the artifact in this little box and they take a picture of it for documentary purposes. You know, here is the 14th century belt buckle. Um, they're not asking for emotional response. They're asking for inventory. But that's min- I mean, so th- that's the kind of remove all the distractions. But that's not minimalist photography. Oh, yeah. Yeah, minimalist is is bringing in the reader, not the, the viewer. good one, right? Right. Well, no, it, I mean those pictures are very important. You can imagine if there was a disaster at a major museum, oh, they yeah. need those pictures. Um, the, but they're not asking for an emotional response. I think minimalism begins and ends with the desire for a, an emotional response on the part of the viewer. And uh, how you mentioned the minimalist image is not a symbol of anything. It just exists in that level of consideration. Could you could you maybe expand on that? Or it's basically what we are talking about. All, yeah. Yeah. That tree in that image is not a symbol of <laughs> of winter you know, tree life or lo- love or happiness oh, yeah. or you know whatever. You know, th- there's no one to one correlation there. It might mean something entirely different to you than it does to me than it does to anybody else. But that's the level it's at. You know, it, it's at the level of emotion and idea. It's not at the level of, um, oh, look at the way the bark is split. You know, obviously the tree needs watering, you know, that kind of stuff. And now your your description now fits perfectly when you also uh, say think of uh, impressionists or abstract art mm-hmm. uh, or just improvisation. So I can easily imagine a bad just improvisation and a good one so that's yeah. basically where we where we getting at with taking pictures you know i think the world's best photographers are very much like good jazz musicians they've got the skills they know the melody they know the harmony but damn it you know I, tonight i'm going to play it in a different way and i'm going to go off this way a little bit and see what happens or i'm going to go off this way in a little bit um I, you know, improvisation comes after all sorts of technical expertise, um, but that's that's what we're after. Minimalism, like every other form of photography, has an awful lot to say, and it's so easy to get started, and so difficult to find that last little line between the very good and the excellent. And like I said, that that's not a permanent line. You don't cross it and then stay there forever. You know, you cross it with this image, then, you know, you know, you might wait six months and do it again. Um, but if it's in your heart, just like, you know, being a poet might be in your heart, uh, chase it with everything you got. Thank you once again for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure to subscribe whenever you're listening to it. Please give this podcast a five star rating review and please take a screenshot and throw it out on your instagram stories so other people might find it as well come back next week because i will be talking to eric kim about his photography i'm very happy you are tuning in for another episode of podcast about photography until next time